0: Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. I'm going to do something I don't normally do, a quick recap from uh, last week before we go into the message and that's because uh, I don't have a title for today's message. Uh, I, I discovered I put a fair bit of time into thinking about the title when I don't really need to do that. You can come up with titles of your own. So this is Pandemic Proof Part Two. <laughs> or stormproof Proof Faith or Get Out of the Boat or whatever you choose out of the message. But I do want to continue just down the line of where we were last week, speaking into this season in some specific ways. I had three key points last week, that during this season, if we're going to be pandemic proof, if we're... Proverbs 3 verse 21 says, never drift off course from these two goals for your life. Walking in wisdom and discovering your purpose. It's possible to drift off course especially in seasons like we are right now because many people are choosing fear instead of faith and we looked at the fact last week that there's three choices we're going to make if we're going to walk in wisdom and that is number 1 we're going to choose faith over fear number 2 purpose over politics And number three, convictions over conspiracy. And we looked at it candidly because the Bible does speak openly about conspiracy, but then it tells us very clearly not to become conspiracy-minded and think everything's a conspiracy. We're supposed to be always thinking about the covenant we have, that while we'll all get an opportunity to fear, God always wants to bring us into a place of faith because faith always wins over fear. And then finally, we looked at the reality of covenant I want to continue further down that thought of covenant by looking at being storm proof with your faith. It's interesting as you do a survey of scriptures that there are many storms that the people of God encountered and most times God didn't send the storm. Most times God just showed up in the storm. In fact, He was always there. And so as I was preparing, I had this vision of me standing in front of this huge LED screen and I was watching people's lives being played out, Christians who were living their life before God on purpose and there were miracles taking place and people were coming to Christ and breakthroughs and things were happening and then as I'm watching, I'm just awestruck of all the great things that are going on in different people's lives. The video stopped and that big pause symbol came up in the middle of the screen. I'm standing there and it's just this pause, and I turned around and said, who pressed pause? And I I don't know that I've seen anyone but I heard the voice of the Lord and the voice of the Lord came to me and said, they did because of the storm. And immediately I realised that God was speaking to me about the fact that many of us, when we go through a storm, we press pause on the purpose of God, we press pause on the life of faith because of the storm. And we're going to find that it happened here a few times in Scripture. And the reality today is that God is saying to many of us, it's time to press play again. It's time to get back to that thing that you were called for and start doing it. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but it's time to press play. I don't know what your storm is or has been, but I do know that Jesus will reach out to you in the storm. Every one of us has been called to live a life of faith. I want to go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, just to get started. Are you ready? If you're ready, ready, say yeah. Yeah. That's good. There's a fair few of you. Hebrews 12, verse 1 says, Therefore, since we are, Since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us, I want you to notice a few things here before we go any further because depending on how far you've been in studying the Bible, you could take some things the wrong way, but here the crowd of witnesses are not the crowd of witnesses that you're amongst today, the people of God here. The crowd of witnesses in Scripture here are those people that have already passed on and gone to heaven. The Bible is there is referring to them watching over our lives, the loved ones that have gone before us, the heroes of faith, the leader of the largest church in the modern world passed this week and went to heaven, Dr. Yong-Icho. Cho. He, he's in the crowd of witnesses today. A week ago he wasn't. That's who the crowd of witnesses is. That They are witnesses to our life of faith. Are you with me? The second thing I want you to notice is that we're called to strip off weights and sin, not just sin but weights also. The thing that is weighing you down. Today is a day to let that thing go. Let go of it. If it's a disappointment, a discouragement, whatever it is, just let it go because it's a weight you're carrying with you and Jesus says today, let it go. The other thing is we are called to run. We are called to run the race to keep pace with God, not to catch up with God, not to get in front of somebody else, but to, it says, run the race with endurance. In other words, just keep running with Jesus and you'll be okay. And then really clearly, the next verse is, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting Him, He endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honour beside God's throne. I want to highlight this to you this morning, that right here we see that we run our race by keeping our eyes on Jesus and we keep our eyes on Him because He is our ultimate example. And here it says that He endured the cross because of the joy that was ahead of Him. He didn't have to push to get to the cross, there was a pull. And I wanna adjust our thinking in some areas where we think we've gotta push into the presence of God, we've gotta push into the purpose of God, we've gotta push into the thing. No, it is not the push, it's the pull. When you set your eyes on Jesus, when you get your focus right, there is a magnetic force that is pulling you towards the thing that God has called you to. Can I adjust our thinking? We, do not, we are not born so that we can discover our purpose. We are born with purpose. Have a think about Jonah. I, Jonah has been amazing. I don't know if I've ever read the book of Jonah correctly until this week. I've read it a number of times but this week I've seen it in a whole new way and for those of you that haven't, it's a short book, you can read it after church to check out what I'm saying is right or wrong and I suggest you do that. But if you think about Jonah, he was supposed to go to Nineveh to deliver a message and he didn't want to go to Nineveh. So he got on the boat to go to Tarshish. And and so when he gets on the boat to go to Tarshish, uh, a storm comes and hits the boat and everyone on the boat are unbelievers and, and they work out finally that it's because of this believer who's running away from God that they're having a storm and they chuck him out of his boat into the ocean. And God arranged a whale to grab him. And then Jonah finds himself in the belly of the whale and he prays to God. And even in the belly of a whale, God answers prayer. I don't know what mud you're in right now. I don't know what hole you're in right now, what dark place you're in right now, but you gotta know you can pray from anywhere and the God of heaven will hear you. And there God hears him and gets the whale to deliver him to the beach where he's supposed to be. Listen, Jonah was running away from the purpose of God. Jonah, Jonah was running away from the divine call. God gets him delivered to the place he's got to go. Reluctantly, Jonah delivers the message. 120,000 people in that city hear the message and turn to God. God was going to wipe them out. And the Bible says that God changed his mind. God changed his mind because the people changed their attitude. Do you know if you change your attitude, you can get God to change his mind. (laughs) And at the end of that, you, think, you would think that Jonah would just like celebrate, go, oh, thank you, God, for being gracious. No, he gets ticked off, like really ticked. He gets angry and God has a conversation with angry Jonah and, and He says to angry Jonah, Jonah, do you think this is right, your attitude right now? Do you, do you have a right to be angry? And Jonah says, yeah, God, I do. <laughs> it's like He gives me hope. He really gives me hope. Jonah, I wonder what his story would have looked like if he had not lost his focus. In that storm, Jonah was thrown out of the boat. But I want to have a look at a different storm in Matthew chapter 14, a storm that the disciples went through. I'm going to read it to you because. It's my belief that you don't read enough Scripture and so I'm not going to skip through for the sake of time. I'm going to read the whole lot because for some of you, this is the most Scripture you're going to get all week and that is sad. It went really quiet because I just told the truth. (laughs) Jesus, help me. Verse 22 of Matthew chapter 14, this is how it reads. Immediately after this, Jesus insisted... Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw Him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to Him, Lord, if it's really You, tell me to come to You walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. Don't you like Jesus? Sure, it's me, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith. Jesus said, why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Can I take a few thoughts from this passage of Scripture and deliver them to you today in the most respectful and honoring way possible? Number one, if you don't step out of your boat, God will see to it that you get thrown out of your boat. Jonah was thrown out of his boat. In fact, if you go and read the story again, as soon as the storm hit and the captain of the boat came to him, Jonah was the one that said to the captain, throw me out the boat. But the captain wouldn't do it. He got his sailors to start rowing to the shore and after they tried to row to the shore and beat against the storm, they finally went, God, what are we gonna do? To ask your God, tell us what to do. And God said the second time, throw him out the boat. If you don't step out of the boat, you'll get thrown out of the boat. Either way, you're going to find yourself out of the boat. The boat is the place of comfort. The boat is the place of security. The boat is the thing that you are relying upon that you should not be relying upon. Both Jonah and Peter wanted to stay secure in the boat. But God says you've got to get out of the boat so that you can get into a place of faith. Listen, many people have shrunk back from a place of faith because the conditions aren't right. We don't know what's next. I have news for you. Faith starts where the unknown begins. Faith is not a situation that we know what's going on. Faith is actually that act of stepping out into the unknown and when you do that, things come into proper perspective. As I look at this portion, yeah, go ahead, you can respond that way. That'll help me and help others. Storms obscure your vision. Here's the disciples, they've spent three years with Jesus. They've had dinners with Him. They've seen miracles. They've seen a whole bunch of things. He comes to them in the middle of the storm and all of a sudden they say, oh, it's a ghost. You've got to know that storms are designed to obscure your vision, but faith restores vision. Jesus told the disciples to take courage. Storms create fear and Jesus said, it's time to take courage. Listen, I don't know who I'm speaking to today, but the one thing you need to take away from today is courage. Courage is something you take. It doesn't just show up, you've got to grab hold of it. you got to say, I am going to do this thing. I am bigger than this giant. I'm bigger than this mountain. I'm bigger than this storm. I'm bigger than this financial pressure. I'm bigger than this challenge in the relationship. I'm bigger than the environment that's around about me. Courage is something you've got to take. Peter stepped out before he could see. He said, Jesus, if it is you, so he still couldn't see clearly. His vision was obscured. Here is a person he was familiar with but could no longer see in the right way. And it was when he stepped out of the boat that he seen Jesus. The worst thing you can do in a storm is stay in the boat. It was safe in the boat. It was the comfort zone. Faith starts when you step into the unknown. The storm didn't stop when Jesus grabbed Peter's hand. Did you notice that when, you, when we read through that? The storm did not stop when Jesus grabbed his hand. The storm stopped when they got back in the boat. Jesus wants to take you back into the boat but He first wants to walk through the storm with you so that you can understand that it's not about a storm-proof boat, it's about a storm-proof person. You're gonna become a storm-proof person. He wants you to know that you're storm-proof, you're able to get through. Why do we need storms? Like I, I don't know about you, but I I want 25 degrees, blue skies and sun. Anyone with me? Like you can take it up to 28 if you like, but somewhere between that zone would just be really good. And just keep it there. I, I could live with it 365 days of the year. You wouldn't have to change it. We've got some stuff going at home at the moment with a leak in the laundry and uh, for lack of time, I just say I've got a gas heater, patio heater, operating in my laundry to help dry it out. And I went in the other day, it's 43 degrees and then I'm like... Oh. Oh, my wife walks in and says, oh, it's lovely. (laughs) Lovely? That's like practice for hell, right there. I had practice I don't want. (laughs) What? What? Why? Why do we need storms? They clarify the big five. I love Africa. I'm in love with Africa. I love the big five. Been on a safari there seen the big five, but here's the big five for life for all of us and this is why we need storms. Number one, for our identity to be revealed. You're a stormtrooper. Kind of worked. <laughs> I didn't practise that one, as you can tell. Don't give me thumbs down online. The last thing a manufacturer does when creating a product is stamp his name on it. This, this phone, the manufacturer when they created it, the last thing they did was stamp superior on No, Samsung on it. <laughs> jokes, people. Jokes. And they did that because once it was tested and proven, they were ready to put their name on it. They're not ready to put their name on it until it's tested and proven. In fact, this was a new phone, but really it wasn't a new phone when I got it because it was tested prior to the name being stamped on it. The last thing God did with you is put his name on you. You're a child of God. He put his name on you, you're a giant slayer. He's given you a name that's above every other name. He's given you, we're going to read, we're coming to a portion of scripture where we're going to read where he's given your name as his name as your protection, his name as your guarantee. When Samsung stamped this device, they said, We're going to put our guarantee on it. We're going to put our warranty on it. If something goes wrong, you can send it back, and at our expense, we will fix it because we're not putting our name on it until it's proven according to its purpose. We go through storms so that our identity can be revealed. That's why people wrestle with their identity. They've got to have certain shoes or certain clothes or certain handbag or certain something because they're wrestling for their identity. But I want to tell you that when you go through storms and learn to get out of the boat, you'll meet Jesus in the middle of the storm and He'll cause you to become that storm-proof person. We We go through storms so that our identity can be revealed, so that our source can be revealed. God didn't send the storm. God sent Jesus to be with Peter in the storm. We go through storms so that our purpose becomes very clear Jonah went through that storm, trying to run away from the divine purpose that he'd been put on the planet for. But he realised after that whole journey, you know what? You can run. You can get on the wrong boat, go into the wrong place and God will send a storm to get you back on track. If that's not enough, it'll get you chucked out of the boat and find a whale that will swallow you up and take you to where you need to go. Once he landed on the shores of Nineveh, I'm sure he kind of went, I'm going to try this again. Then he went, nah, a storm on the boat, that journey in the whale, that's enough. I'll just go and do what, God called me to do but even after doing that he went off and sat somewhere out the way ticked off having a penny party he was still thinking I'm going to go away from the purpose of God but God said no I'll just cause this this little shrub that was shredding you to shrink I'll send a windstorm that's really hot I'll get your attention again can I say to you, you can run as long as you want from the purpose of God, but the purpose of God is always going to pull you back on track. So you might as well get used to it. You're either going to get thrown out of the boat or you're going to step out of the boat. I don't know about you, but I'm going to take Peter's advice and I'm going to step out of the boat. The other thing about Peter stepping out of the boat is you've got to know who's in the boat with you. There were 12 disciples. 11 of them chose not to get out of the boat. I thank God there was a Peter on that boat. For the other disciples, because for the other disciples, that storm stopped when Peter had finished his faith test. And you might think that your life of faith, the Bible says that there are witnesses to this life of faith, the crowd in heaven and the crowd on earth. You know what? Some of us are gonna bring peace to somebody else's storm when we get out of our boat. We need storms so that our identity can be revealed, our source can become clear that our purpose will not change. Peter did not know his potential until he stepped out of the boat. Listen, you're not going to know your potential until you get out of that place of comfort. It is now time to take the job. It is now time to put the deposit down and make that purchase. It is now time to take the risk that you haven't been taken because you said the storm is raging in my world. Forget about the storm. God made you storm-proof. The storm does not change your destiny. Peter ended up back in the boat with Jesus and the rest of the disciples. There was someone missing in Peter's boat in the middle of that storm. And for whatever reason, Jesus had set it up that He wasn't gonna get into the boat until He showed Peter that He had the potential to walk on water. And He showed Peter that your focus is the most powerful thing. That focus was the thing that pulled Peter into his destiny. I don't know who needs to hear this today, but there are a number of you. I know in my spirit, there are a number of you that just simply need to make a fresh start. You were born again into the kingdom of God, but you haven't made a fresh start in other areas. And God caused you to be born again so that you could have a fresh start. He wanted you to have a fresh start. Let go of the weights, the, the disappointment, the coulda, the woulda, the shoulda. Can we get rid of the could or the would or the shoulda? It is past. I don't know if you worked this out yet, but yesterday is gone. Today is a brand new day and you can make a fresh start today. We're coming into land. We're coming in. You gotta forget about your, ba- listen, forget about the backup plan. Lose the backup plan. A backup plan is a sure sign of doubt and unbelief. You're trying to mitigate exposure, guess what? When you follow after God, you are going to get exposed and God's going to make sure that that exposure is a good thing, not a bad thing. Hello, somebody. Forget about the backup plan. God only has one plan. It's time to press the play button. Get off pause. John 1, uh, John 17 verse one is where we're landing. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify Your Son so He can give glory back to You. For You have given Him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one that You have given Him. And this is the way You have eternal life. To know You, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the One You sent to the earth. Listening online and in room. The way to have eternal life, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ, His Son, whom He sent. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave to me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed to you the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know everything I am and have, they know everything I am and everything I have is a gift from you. For I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you and you have given them to me. So they bring me glory." Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I'm coming to You. Holy Father, You gave them Your Name. Now protect them by the power of Your Name so that they will be united just as we are. You've been given the Name as protection. You've been given the Name as proof of promise. It's time to get out of the boat. I don't know what your boat is, but it's time to get out. Maybe you've been holding on to some things that are pre-Christ, just in case. Let go of the just in case and take hold of the one true God. You've been holding on To this scenario, just in case, let go and let God pull you forward. Trying to push your way into the purpose of God, you don't need to push. You just got to have a look at the way you were designed. God called you a healer, you're a healer. God called you a soul winner, you're a soul winner. He called you a housekeeper, you're a housekeeper. He called you a shepherd, you're a shepherd. It's going to come to pass. Just get out of the boat and walk in it. Father, I thank You right now that when the storm hits, You are calling us to step out of the boat. That when You send us in a certain direction, no matter how hard we try to go in a different direction, you've got storms, you've got whales, you've got boats, you've got sailors you can use. And so God today, we do come to that place of surrender where we realise that You are Jaira. You are the provider. You are the person of provision and You are the place of provision. So God, I thank You for every single person under the sound of my voice today that hearing You speak, press play again. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awakened City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.